edition, a special edition of the middle on a football Friday after just another disaster of a football game that we're going to break down. And when Barrett Brooks and Aton Shander uh, are out, you bring in the big guns. It's like going to the bullpen and pulling in uh, Max Scherzer in the ninth inning to secure your way to the NLCS. Dan Cilio, welcome to the show, man. I love talking football with you. I can't wait to break this down over the next hour. Absolutely, Harry. It's an honor to be here with you, man. One of my favorite radio people in a very limited, talented city of Philadelphia. When it comes to radio, folks, you're clearly one of my favorites, along with the king himself, Tony Bruno. Um, that thing last night, I'll just wow. here. I know everybody wants to aim that thing at Seriani, and there is a lot of blame to go around with that game plan. But, Harry, I'll tell you what. I'm going to make a comparison to Jalen Hurts and who – and I think it's always easy for people when you put someone out there to put a comparison to. Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, is Tyrod Taylor. And I think that's who he's going to be. I think that's what he is. And, by the way, Tyrod Taylor went to a Pro Bowl. Right. He's not a bad football player, but he's limited – in what he can do skill set wise. So that's going to limit the playbook. That's going to limit the amount of plays and type of plays that they're going to run. I mean, I mean, getting him under center, he looks like out of place when he gets under center. That's why they do a lot of that RPO stuff. So right. again, I'm not really sure what people are going to expect and I don't know what they expected. It's 10 starts in his career. And I don't know, Harry, I mean, uh, look, they played hard. You don't get merit badges in the NFL. This is no, not no. like, you know, one of those kind of things where you go like this. Here's a commemorative trophy for playing hard. <laughs> you're, you're in the NFL. No, you're right. And, you know, I, I looked at this season. I had, you know, low, limited expectations myself. I was thinking six wins, maybe seven wins. And, you know, basically I, I determined it kind of a look-see uh, type of season. We're going to look and see if we have a quarterback in Jalen Hurts that's worth moving forward with uh, or we're, if we're going to have to scrap that and go with, you know, an established veteran, trade some some of these draft picks or or get somebody in the draft and try to develop him. And then the other thing was I, I didn't know anything about Nick Sirianni. I mean, this guy never called a play in his life at this level. So we were going to find out an awful lot about him. But now, you know, the narrative is changing through uh, through five, you know, through, through six games where they're two and four. And now it's being called or termed a marriage of convenience or inconvenience Correct. and it might need to part ways. In other words, Sirianni night right now might not be the coach for Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts is probably not the quarterback for Nick Sirianni. So it's we're on the way to to saying that, you know, through 6 7 weeks it's probably not going to work and Jalen Hurts will end up being the fall guy and move on to some other team and maybe he becomes Tyrod Taylor at some point. But that leaves still that still leaves me wondering whether Nick Sirianni is worth holding on to because I don't know really anything more about him than I did in July. Absolutely. Harry, here's something else to think about too. Last year, who did he call plays for? He called plays for a guy like Philip Rivers, which is a traditional drop back seven step guy. Right. So getting a quarterback that is in an RPO scenario, to me, I don't think that fits his skill set. He was also the wide receiver coach in San Diego when the Chargers were in San Diego for Frank Reich. He was down there. So his pedigree is more of the traditional drop back guy. I'm going to give you a great example of why. I think it's less about Nick Sirianni and more about what you're talking about, the marriage matchup here. Okay, so look at Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland for a second. Kevin Stefanski last week against the Chargers. This guy's got two minutes left in a football game. What does he do on third down? You got to get a score. You got to get a win. What do they do? They run the ball because they don't believe in Baker Mayfield. Right. They don't want the ball in his hands late in games because in they spot. know they can't yep. throw him out of trouble. So what does he do? He's limited in play calling because of the quarterback that he has. On the other hand, take a look at Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians' first year in Tampa. He's got Jameis Winston there, 7-9. Winston's got 30 interceptions. He's got 30 turnovers. This guy's a turnover machine. Brady comes in. All of a sudden, Bruce Arians is a better uh, quarterback coach along with um, uh, Byron, Byron Leftwich here. Of course yeah. not. He had also two in Pittsburgh. He had Roethlisberger. Then he had Andrew Luck. All those guys see the game. They manage the entire field. Tyre, when you're looking at a guy like Jalen, he's looking at half the field. He's a one-read guy, and – my friend Brian Baldinger said that. They, he was at the camp 
when they were having training camp, Harry, it was the Patriots and the Eagles. Oh, yeah, the and practice, he said, joint practice. He, yeah. he said, he goes, dude, he's a one-read guy, man. If mm -hmm. he doesn't see it right away, he's taking off or he's moving around in the pocket. And by the way, I'll throw this at you too, Harry. When you're an offensive lineman, here, check it out. When you're an offensive lineman and you've got a seven-step guy, you know where he is in the pocket mm -hmm. at all times. When you've got a guy that moves around all the time, you're like this and you don't know where he is in the pocket. The passing blocking schemes break down, man, when you don't know where he is. So those guys that move around all the time outside of the pocket – impossible to pass probe on so again his his offensive scheme i agree because that's what people see the visual is is that Sirianni's offense is crap and it doesn't fit the kid it's true but also the talent that's on the field they building the team from the perimeter in i said this to you guys a couple months ago Devontae smith must have been open what he must have been open 10 times last night mm -hmm. i mean he was so open but Jalen can't get him the football. What's the sense of drafting a kid that you can't get the football to, which means you're building from the perimeter end? Didn't we learn that lesson from Matt Millen, drafting all those wide right. receivers? They've got the old line. I know they're banged up, but, man, I mean, it's just it, – it's just how about this? It's like a square peg in a round hole kind of thing in Philadelphia right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it. And when, But here's the thing. It's like, you know, you keep hearing or you kept hearing through training camp – you know, how they were winning practices against these other teams. And then they came out, you know, like New England, you know, they had a great week of practice and, you know, Jalen Hurts looked great. And then the preseason game, they they don't either don't play the starters or they don't do anything where they played three plays and you really don't see any type of offense. And it was all going to start with the Atlanta game. That's where we're going to unleash this whole offense. And it looked great against a lousy football team. OK, where, you know, this, the, the it looked like, man, this the coach and the quarterback are on the same page. He's getting the ball out. Devontae Smith's making plays. Uh, he makes a great throw to Goddard in the end zone for a touchdown, moving to his right. I mean, everything looked great. After that, the offense has absolutely had zero identity. And it's it looks like what you just said, like Jalen Hurts looks one way to his first read. If that if he can't see him or he's not open, he tucks the ball and runs. And that's not a viable offense, you know, in the NFL. I don't, I don't care. Even with Lamar Jackson, some people point to Lamar Jackson. Okay, he's a special bird, yeah. number one. And number that guy's two, a freak we, show. He is a freak show, but we've all seen where it ends in the playoffs. Yeah, right. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, so that's not a, a viable strategy going forward. Yet they chose to go with Jalen Hurts from week one, knowing all these limitations. I have a question. Why would you do that when you do have a more traditional drop back passer on the roster? Granted, he's not great anymore either, but maybe that would have fit Sirianni's style more or better. No, I, I, I say start Gardner Minshew, actually. Okay, well, yeah, okay, he's Because to me, he's week. a traditional drop-back yeah. guy. And to me, he's a guy without a question here um, that can really do it. By the way, Ertz, the, the Cardinals now, they've just dealt uh, Zach Ertz to the Arizona Cardinals. Holy Is that official? Um, unbelievable. Xander just dropped that mad dog on us here, too. So, oh, okay. I mean, okay. you know. Schefter. My buddy well, then again, it's Adam Schefter, so I'm sure Steve Keim, the general manager, called him and told him, hey, by the way, man, if you want to report it right now, um, it's Zach Ertz to uh, Arizona so for a cornerback. So, yeah. Wait a second. Has Bruce Allen approved of this trade? Did he get back to Adam Schefter and say, yeah, we're good? Hold on for a second. I got to get the hard copy. Uh, Bruce, is it good? Thank you. Yes, the deal's official. Yeah. Well, I got to give my buddy Kevin Kincaid at Crossing Broad here in Philadelphia credit for that because he tweeted that that could happen uh, this morning. He was hearing that, that that could be done today. So he actually had that too. Probably, at, you know, maybe a second before Adam Schefter confirmed it with Bruce Allen. How about, how about this? Let me throw this at you too. What does that tell you a little bit? So you're getting rid of really great players. To me also too, it's, it's also maybe last night that Howie Roseman goes like this. Okay, we need as many assets as we possibly can in the offseason because we're going to go after Deshaun Watson. Mm. Maybe you go after an Aaron Rodgers. Think about the guys who are going to be out there on the open right. market. Could it be Russell Wilson? Wilson, that thing in, that thing in Seattle is going nowhere. Right. Okay, and you see that the de defense has deteriorated. So are you going to go with a veteran guy? 
and you bring him in when you've got uh, some talented wide receivers. By the way, let me just say this to you, too. That kid Rieger sucks. Get him off my oh, roster. He, I, he, he's, he is so bad last night. Yeah. How many times did he not go back to the ball to help his quarterback out? Yeah. He doesn't lay out for anything. He doesn't fight for anything. He That's drops exactly. balls that are in his hands. He's got he's got no fight to him. And I you know I keep bringing it up each and every week. I do a pregame show uh, prior to Eagles games too on the radio. I keep comparing him to, to Jefferson each and every week. I pound it into everybody because I can't get the image out of my head of the Minnesota War Room high fiving one another when they realized that the Eagles took Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson. God, that kid last night. I kept saying, "Get that bum out." The kid uh, Watkins, man, yeah. I am impressed with him. I like, him. I like that kid. That kid to me, and isn't it something too, Harry? I mean, look at the Steelers. They never draft a guy in the first round. Mm -hmm. They get Antonio Brown in the sixth round. They find these other guys. Stop drafting guys in the first round at the wideout position. It's the most useless position on the planet. If you don't have a quarterback in your room, I don't care who you have out there. How many times have we seen guys that are – look at Odell Beckham. Mm -hmm. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland with a quarterback who can't get him the rock. Yeah. Okay. I think they're better without him. The, the numbers they pan are. out that they're better when he doesn't play. There you are better <laughs> without him. So again, I mean, I mean, Harry, last night there were so many holes on the football team, by the way, too, the Buccaneers, I mean, held them to 213 total yards last night. Bucks had 400 yards in offense. Right. Didn't it look like at the beginning of the game, Brady sat back there like it was a nine on seven. I seven mean, on seven or nine on seven. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I thought I'm sitting back here watching this thing going, will somebody pressure him? Bring a blitz. Do something here yeah. to be able to put if you're going to let Brady sit back there. Thank God Gronk didn't play. Right. Because that thing could have been even bigger of a mess. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, it, uh, Jeff McLean of the Philly.com, Philadelphia Inquirer described Jonathan Gannon's defensive, uh, you know, setup in the backfield as he's had his his cornerbacks backed up to I ninety five, and Tom Brady's just looking at this like, "Are you serious? I'm just going to pick this apart, and we're going to just sort of matriculate ourselves right down the football field." So, what do you think, Harry? Do you think you go? You can't listen in the draft. This kid Spencer Radler, man, lost fifty million bucks last yeah. week because of what happened. Him getting yanked for that kid and then putting him in and them coming back and winning that game. They I think better with got, the backup. Yeah, the backup yeah. comes in, wins the game for OU against Texas. That kid's sitting on the pine. He lost 50 million bucks. That's not the number one pick in the no, draft. No, if no. I'm looking at Philly and I'm looking at a QB, I'm like, man, I don't know. Maybe the kid from Cincinnati, he looks pretty good. He went into Notre Dame and won that game. That kid mm -hmm. Dieter or Ritter, whatever his name is. Ritter. I went like this. If I'm Philly, man, I go and I do everything I possibly can. Get a veteran. To, to get a veteran quarterback. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, Sam Howell. I don't know that Sam Howell's the answer either. Everybody no. seems to love him. And, you know, that quickly went by the boards there. What are they? Three. Are, are they three and three? They yeah, face, no, they've been they up. faced the U this week. Yeah. Florida State beat their ass last right, week. Right. I mean, Florida State is as bad as UM right now. I mean, I just, I, I, there's nobody in the draft. So to me, how he's got to look at it like this again. Now, remember something. The reason why that kid Rager plays and the reason why Jalen is getting an opportunity. It's because Howie and his personnel guys have to be right. You know first-round and second-round guys are going to get more of an opportunity sure. than late-round guys because his ass is on the line. Look at the drafts over the last three years also for Philadelphia when you're talking about premium guys. Have they really been superstar-type guys? I mean, no, when's the I last mean, time he drafted a pro bowler? I, I, good good question. I mean, uh, would, would it have been uh, – I'm trying to think. Would it be – Lane Johnson. Now that wasn't him. Fletcher Cox. Who else? God, what's no? I can't. I can't name one. Yeah, he. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't think one. of. I mean, look, yeah. this kid Milata's going to be a Pro Bowler, right? That's okay. the irony of the whole situation. Is they strike gold in the seventh round with a guy like that who was developed. yeah because they're taking best guy available. Right. Right. But yet in the first round, they take Andre Dillard. Now, I know he's playing out of necessity, and I'd love to get your take on how do you think he's playing because he's he's good against pass sort of speed guys because he's got great feet, but he doesn't have a whole lot of power. Up to, he's not good against power guys. So I don't know how long you know that, that could last at left tackle. He's only playing because Lane Johnson's out at right and they have to move Mylotta. But then they find Mylotta in, in the seventh round and develop him. 
you know, they get they draft J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and Jalen Rager in rounds two and one, respectively. But then they strike gold with Quez Watkins, you know, in the later rounds. It's like like you're saying, best player on the board in the mid to late rounds. They take and they seem to work out. When they're at the top of the draft, they overthink themselves and try to be too cute. That's exactly correct. Yeah. Well, we'll know this. I mean, everyone's always like, well, look at what Belichick did. I mean, wow, he found Brady. Yeah, he passed on him five times. I mean, let's let's be candid here, okay? I mean, the Patriots passed on him five times mm -hmm. before they got lucky because, get this, the Chargers, San Diego, told me that they were, A.J. Smith, they were in the process of potentially drafting him, and they end up turning this thing into the greatest player in the history of the NFL. By the way, real quick here on this Ertz deal. So now you put uh, Zach Ertz in that offense with – with DeAndre Hopkins, look at yeah. what Steve Kime has done over the last two years. He goes out and he fleeces the Houston Texans and gets DeAndre Hopkins. No wonder Deshaun Watson was pissed, man. I mean, you're, <laughs> you take the best wet. You wait. You sign. You sign Deshaun Watson to a hundred eighty million dollar contract, and you go. Well, let me take away the modern day best third down receiver in the game, and they send him out to. Arizona. Now you add, in my opinion, a guy who's still got a lot of gas. In AJ. The tank. Yeah. I personally watch this. Zach Ertz, I think if he would have had a better quarterback, I think he'd be Zach Ertz. I mean, okay. I, I, I really do. I think he'd be Zach Ertz. And I think now him being in Arizona, you got a seam guy, which means running up the, uh, the hash marks. And you got a guy that goes over the top, the best third down receiver. And they run the ball. They're the top running game next to Baltimore in the NFL. Boy, I'll tell you, man, they've got to be the top dog in that division. I think they're better than I, I think they're better than the Rams, man, because I think they're more versatile and they can get it on the other side with Chandler Jones and JJ Watt. And they got Kirk and Moore too, as they're what third and fourth wide receivers. I mean, that's that's a really good group. What a room that is. I think AJ Green's on that team too, if I'm yeah, not he mistaken. Is. Too. Yeah. So I mean, that guy's even showing some leadership. And by the way, get this, they're actually a better team with 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 with, with out the greatness of that receiver, who was I mean, it? Just slips my mind who oh, they had. Fitzgerald, there. Larry Fitzgerald, right? Yeah. I mean, they're better without it. What would he be? The third guy, AJ Green, has really given them something now. So, I don't know. Give me your assessment. What do you think Ertz's stay was in Philadelphia? What was? Yeah, it's a really give good me player. His name. Uh, really good player. Good ca pass catcher. You know, ran great routes. Great teammate. Not a good guy to make plays though beyond the catch. He was always a guy that. Where he caught the ball, it seemed that's where the play ended. He was never a guy that was going to turn something, you know, a 10-yard pass play into like a 40-yard game. That was always kind of the knock and also his inability to really be an effective blocker. Uh, but a really big, big pass catcher. And in that offense, I agree with you. I mean, currently Arizona, I, I can't even name their tight ends. Daryl Daniels and Demetrius <laughs> Harris. I mean, you know, that could be you and me for, for all we know. So this is a big upgrade for them. I have no idea who this kid Tay Gowan is that they got in exchange, a cornerback. If we made the pick, nor does he. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they also got a fifth-round pick in the 2022 draft. Any of them so, conditional? Um, it doesn't say in okay. Schefter's tweet. Okay, okay. Eagles okay, are yeah, sending three-time Pro Bowl tight end Zach Ertz to Arizona in exchange for cornerback Tay Gowan and a 2022 fifth-round pick, sources tell ESPN. Okay, so, so that's a massive upgrade for them, no question about it. But to me, it just looks like Howie's now loading up as many draft choices. Hey, and by the way, don't be shocked if you start to see. Would you now? Would you do this if you see this thing's unraveling? Who's the highest paid? You always go to this one, Harry Fletcher when you're Cox. Now, yeah, do you start yeah. doing this now if you're Howie Roseman and you're looking over at your owner here? Mm -hmm. This season, we may win five ball games here. The highest paid guy in our football team is a defensive tackle. Right. Okay. Who doesn't still make got enough some plays. juice in him? Yeah. Do you make the tough cut or the tough trade like they did up in New England when they sent Richard Seymour to, to the Raiders? So yep. they got some draft choices. Do you make that tough call and go like this? Because Hardgrave is showing us this dude's an all pro. He ain't just a pro bowler. Right. He's a guy that's going to be a stud for us for the next six years at least. Do you start going like this as you get closer to the trading deadline, or do you do this in the offseason, or do you do it now? Do you go like this? Hey, 
Um, Fletcher Cox is on the market right now. What do you think? Yeah, I would I would definitely be fielding phone calls. I mean, I don't know whether the value would be better, a bit better right now. You get an you know a team with an injury that thinks they can make a run. You know, they they're going to want to plug that. Uh, as best they can immediately, but I would definitely entertain the idea of moving on for him. Now, I don't know how good Hargrave will be without Fletcher next to him. True. You know, Absolutely. that's, that's, that's obviously a, a conversation that uh, could be had, but I would definitely move on from, because I think the best days of Fletcher Cox are behind him. And it's, it's too inconsistent inc- where you get games like he had a week or two ago, where he was just in the backfield and causing all kinds of havoc. We don't see enough of that consistently from Fletcher Cox for the amount of money he makes in my, that's correct. I mean, and and, and you, you hit it on the, the nail on the head there with that too, because you always have to look at this. Okay. Sal, because the general manager always are doing this here. Am I getting value for the play right now? Right. Am I getting, is he giving me what he's worth here? Like I'll tell you somebody who's picked his game up to start to earn some of his paycheck has been Ezekiel Elliott over the last couple of weeks. Zeke's picked his game up, yep. and you're looking at that $13 million contract going like this. Eh, not too bad, right? right not too right. bad. But at the other time, you know, you're like, oh, my God, they're overpaying. But then they got Tony Pollard in the backfield. Tony Pollard's only making $850,000. So as a group, you're getting away with it. But now it's a value group now because Zeke is starting to play a lot better. When you're looking at a guy like Fletcher Cox, dude, you can't do this. Well, he sucks now. And then try to move him for a six rounder. Right. You got to move the guy now and get this. If this is, you know, I, I, sometimes in the NFL, it's unlike, you know, you got to think a little bit like your college football team. Who cares what the kids are? Because it's a movable chain each and every single year because the kids graduate. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're rooting for the Eagles, the names on the back of the jerseys, they don't mean anything, man. It's about winning ball games. That's why in New England, I always thought, Harry, the secret sauce was. This guy's not paying Darrell Rivas. Mm-hmm. This guy's not going to pay Stefan Gilmore. This guy's not going to pay Richard Seymour. He's not going to pay Teddy Bruschi. He's Hell, they not didn't even pay, pay the quarterback. He, he yeah, took right. less the than quarterback what he never was the, Hey, can you imagine that? <laughs> Tom Brady in his career has never been the highest paid quarterback in the league at any time in his entire career. Right. He made $25 million his last year. In New England, or yeah, New England. Get yeah. this. Guess who made more money than him? Ryan Tannehill. Right. <laughs> well, the secret is find a quarterback that has married to a supermodel wife who makes uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, hey, man, or 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 a singer up in Seattle, and I think that could well, be our true. guy. That's true. Okay. Oh, hey, you think? Oh, you think Russell Wilson could be the guy? I think Russell Wilson. Here, I think these quarterbacks are going to be on the open market this coming. I think Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I think Russell Wilson. Those two players are going to be on the open market for somebody to go after and get. Right. And to me, Garoppolo I'll tell too, you. For what he's worth. Which one would you want? Out of Russell or Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Um, boy. Age is a factor here with uh, Rodgers. It is. Um, but in today's NFL, Harry, these guys don't get hit and they can play into their 40s. Brady's an outlier. He gets rid of the ball quickly. He doesn't take a lot of pops. Doesn't take a lot of hits. Then again, Wilson doesn't take a lot no, of hits. Even though he's been one of the most sacked guys, right. he still doesn't take a big hit. Man, I'd take either one. I, I don't care. Just give me one of them. <laughs> really. Now, what about Deshaun Watson, though? I mean, is this is this is he ever going to get cleared of this stuff or pay a penalty and then get beyond it? Here, let me throw this at you here. Okay, so. I don't know about you or me or anybody that's in over here in our chats and this and that, but I'm going to throw this at you here. If somebody came to the police and said, I had 24 sexual assault cases pending against me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't only be in jail. I'd be under the jail. Right. Okay. He's on an NFL sideline. He's getting paid. He's not on the NFL's exempt list. Not yet. Yeah. What is going on? You're paying know. the kid. And he's standing there sucking on ice on the sidelines. Right. You're, I'm, I'm like, okay, either he's suspended or he's not suspended. What's the deal here with this guy? And I would say this. If you're the Eagles, if you're the Washington team, Dak Prescott is the king of the division now. Mm-hmm. You have got to find a guy. As of right now, the Cowboys will own the NFC East for the next 10 years. You've got to compete in that division right now with that guy and you've got to compete with Dak and you've got to go out and find yourself a stud. It, look, as much as we like Jalen hard guy, great. Watch this. 
hard, hard fighter. Really, everybody likes him. Yeah. Um, he's really a team leader. Get this. Nothing talked about what I just said about being a good quarterback. Right. Aaron Rodgers is an he's an a-hole. Right. Everyone hates him. Every, guy. He, he doesn't yeah. get along with anybody. Well, right. I'll take him. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Mr. Uh, Russell Wilson's a little goofy too. That whole Mr. Unlimited thing. I mean, he's he's a little out there too. But I'll oh, take absolutely, him in a second. <laughs> absolutely. Can you believe they actually went to Wyoming? They met at the Bartolo's place, and Seattle and the Bears actually had a conversation about making a deal. And at the very last uh, moment, uh, Pete Carroll pulled the trigger on and said, "Nah, we're not doing this right now." So. I mean, there was actually conversation oh, between about the Bears him going and the, to and Chicago. The oh, wow. Yeah, going to Chicago. And so that thing got put on ice a little bit. But if I'm Russell Wilson, man, I look around the room and I go, okay, man. I mean, really, what do they have here for me? They're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. The guy's 70. Pete Carroll's 70 years right. old. Paul Allen's dead. Yeah. I mean, ever since he's got control of the team, Carroll, they've really not gone in a good direction. But to me, Deshaun Watson's the guy. Listen, if Philadelphia could take Michael Vick in, mm -hmm. okay, you could take Deshaun Watson in. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was thinking that as well. I mean, Jeffrey Lurie loves the second chance thing. He likes, you know, sort of making social statements. I don't know if he's prepared for this one yet, though. You know, this is a little bit different. Um, and don't forget about Miami too. They're they're in the mix for one of these guys. And and and, and Carolina too is well, also yeah. in the conversation. And I would think Denver would be in the conversation. But right. here, here. But that goes to the point that I just made a couple minutes ago. Dak Prescott's in the NFC East, and the Washington team and the Eagles have to find a guy to beat that dude. Mm -hmm. Look at in the AFC East. Okay, the Miami Dolphins are looking at their guy, Tua Tagovailoa, and I don't believe he's a guy. I think he's a bust. And, hey, how about the Dolphins, man? The guy that they picked uh, and the guy that was picked behind Tua is Justin Herbert. Right. I mean, they're watching that thing. They're going, oh, my God. But the guy in the division is Josh Allen. Right. Josh Allen's one of the top five quarterbacks in the he, NFL. I don't care what anybody says. And he's right in now. a he's perfect of, place, too, for his skill set. Perfect place. Oh my God, Sean McDermott has done such a great job yeah. with that guy. And the Dolphins and Chris Greer, the GM, and Brian Flores are going like this. Okay, listen, we got to compete with that guy. Tua's not the dude. Right. That's why the Deshaun Watson kicking that thing down the can has been something that they've done all year. And I'll tell you something, too, that's come back to bite the Dolphins, and it hasn't really come back to bite any other team because they haven't made it, made it so apparent that they want Watson. Remember, Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, a couple weeks ago goes like this, I don't care what it takes. I want to get Deshaun Watson in here. And all of a sudden, now you've got a little bit of discord inside the locker room. Miami looks like it's on training wheels right mm -hmm. now. Where last year, the last two years, it looked like they were heading in the right direction. I thought they were making, you know, that next step kind of a yeah. team where they'd compete for a wild card. How about this, too? Think about this, Harry. I mean, I guess Ryan Fitzpatrick was more important to that Dolphin success last year than mm -hmm. what they wanted to give credit to because when That's that guy right. was on that football team, like you said, they were trending up. And don't forget about the Washington football team. They're going to be another team that's going to be in the market for a quarterback. You know, they, I mean, they they don't have the draft capital that the Eagles have. That that's what puts the Eagles in such a a rare situation. Is you know, do will they end up with three picks in the first round? Will those three picks be in the top ten? And they very well could be. And that I don't know that anybody can compete with that. If you're Houston, don't you have to take that deal if it's offered to you? Absolutely. Right yeah. now, especially with the pending stuff. Hang on for a second. Hey, Dan, uh, the Washington team is calling you to um, to go play. Daniel Slander? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got a good organization, man. I'll tell you what. Hey, by the way, I like the cheerleader calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. How about that? Oh, my God. What a disaster. I, I got so much more to talk with you about in the second half hour. We're going till noon today so everybody can duck out and try to find Nick Sirianni's press conference when he talks to the media for the day after. We're doing that as a public service to all Philadelphia sports Hey, fans I hear it's on the Food the Channel. Is that right? The Food Network? <laughs> all right, back with more right here on The Middle, a special edition of The Middle with Dan Cilio and Harry Mays.
as a hard-working American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job, a personal injury from someone else's negligence, turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back to a special edition of the Middle on a Football Friday after the Eagles fall two and four. Harry Mays with Dan Cilio taking you to the top of the hour. And if you missed it, the breaking news per Adam Schefter and really uh, my, my buddy Kevin Kincaid actually had this earlier too on Cross and Broad. The Eagles are trading Zach Ertz. They've traded Zach Ertz to the Arizona Cardinals and they got back a cornerback that nobody's ever heard of named Tay Gowan. And a 2022 fifth-round pick, uh, sources tell ESPN. Now, Zach Ertz joins a team with a whole list, litany of weapons. He's got, you know, arguably an, you know the MVP candidate as his quarterback, uh, which I guess if you're a Jalen Hurts fan, that's the kind of guy you'd hope that he would try to develop into or maybe – Kyler Murray 2.0 kind of thing uh, might be a ceiling for him. I don't know if that's going to happen. You 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 gave up a good name earlier. Tyrod Taylor is who you compared to. That's um, who he is. I mean, Jalen Hurts. He's not a bad look. Look, I mean, I, I I think if people are looking at him to be Russell Wilson, I think you're reaching here. I mean, Tyrod Taylor is a Pro Bowl quarterback. He's a functional guy. He, he's well respected. All the things that you say about Jalen, you say about Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no shame in being Tyrod Taylor. But again, everybody wanted to have the next best thing because of what happened with Wentz. And what happened was was that people saw the demise of Wentz, and they were so disappointed, Harry, in how that thing disintegrated in front of everybody's face that they were praying, hoping. And all these words that I hate because you know why? Praying and hoping. I hate those words. I like, I know. Right, he is. Right. Hope I is like- not a viable strategy. I was told by a, a sales manager way back in my copier sales deals. Well, I hope I get this deal. He's like, hope is not a viable strategy. Yeah, I hope I <laughs> hit the lottery check. tickets right, too. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hit Powerball. You know, exactly. hey, I hope I, my, my rent's not due. You know, I mean, hey, man, I'm with you. I mean. It just doesn't make sense to have that kind of fundamental philosophy when you're looking at players instead of doing this. Hey, man, this guy here is one of the highest graded guys coming out of college here. They even traded up to get Jalen, too. And remember something about Jalen. I think everybody's putting so many more expectations. He was drafted to be a seatbelt. 
And what I mean by that was he was supposed to be the safety belt in case Carson Wentz went down, in case mm -hmm. he got hurt. Go in, give us a couple spot series, maybe a couple games. He was never going to be drafted to be given the keys to the franchise. He yeah. was never going to be that guy. But Carson couldn't handle that. Carson is still the question mark, you know, in, in Indy right, right now on whether he can do that. You know, you're teaming him back up with Frank. But here, I'll throw this at you, though. And here, you know, it's funny. I watched last year's offense, and I saw a couple games. I went back on YouTube, and I watched a couple Eagle games last year. I don't know about you, Harry, but I see the same fundamental game plan to me that I saw last year with wow. them and the inability to run the ball that I'm seeing right now. You're and a masochist. Last year, you had lesser talent at the wide receiver positions than you do this year. Yeah. And I see the same stuff. So to me, this comes down to this. Here's Howie Roseman on Thursdays. Here's, here's, the, here's your active player list. And Nick Sirianni's got to go off that list and build a game plan around the guys that Howie makes available for him on Thursday because we all know Howie's got more of the say on the personnel and who plays on Sunday than the head coach does. So he looks at the personnel, puts a game plan together, and I watched the same game plan I saw last year, the inability to run the ball. Mm -hmm. Sanders was decent last night. They had 100 yards rushing. Okay, there were some spot runs. But Miles Sanders, not Shady McCoy. Yeah. Now if, you've got, if you've got a young quarterback, Harry – You've got to have a dynamic back in the backfield. If you're going to use that old line, run the damn ball, dude. Well, I, I think Sanders is a pretty good back. I mean, he's just underutilized. They had one minus one yard at halftime last night. That's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And I, I went back and looked at all of their first first down plays, and they were like QB run minus two yards, QB sack minus two yards, penalty, 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 a five yard TD pass. That's the first drive. Were it not for a big pass interference, and they got two of them in the game, 50-yarder and a 45-yarder. Think about where this, this offense How many of those been. were on the first series they, where they got lucky, where they got ended up like it looked like a train wreck, but they, they had scored. one. They had one, the 45-yarder yeah. in, that, in that first series, which set them up in the red zone. Then the next first down, uh, the next series, a, a running back run, minus one yard. QB pass for four yards. QB run, minus one. Incomplete pass, incomplete pass, a pass for two yards. My point is this goes on and on throughout the entire game. Everything is one, two, three yards. There is nothing beyond the, you know, two steps beyond the line of scrimmage. What, how is that an offense? It's not 213 yards of total offense. Yeah. Dude, you're going to play it again. You're going to go against the defending world champions and go like this. Okay. I said this yesterday on my show. I go, this is going to be a litmus test. Like, Every NFL guy on the planet wants to fight the GOAT. You want to fight Ali. You want to know where you are as a fighter. You want to know where you are as mm -hmm. an organization. You want to measuring line your, stick game. You yeah. want to line your roster up versus the champs, okay? How do you think they did? What would be a grade you gave them last night for that fight? Would that fight have been over in the fourth round? Yeah, I mean, I, I, that fight wouldn't have even lasted to where they could score the backdoor cover. I mean, that, that's, a, that's an F. It's an absolute F. <laughs> You know, I mean, the only people that were happy were the betters that, you know, that 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 had, you know, the Eagles plus seven or whatever it was. Um, you know, I, I'm not, you know, like you said, we don't give out, you know, uh, no, come back tried hard. Right. <laughs> hey, they fought. Hey, wait, wait, fought. Wait, you know, it's funny. Everyone always is like this. You know, they're, hey, you know, well, Jalen's really a great guy. And Jalen's mm -hmm. really, you know, he's, he's a great athlete. Right. Dude, you're in the NFL. I mean, I'm hoping that that's the case. Okay, right. don't thank me for not robbing a bank. Yeah, it's okay. a results-oriented business you know, when right, it comes man, right this... down to it. And I love his intangibles. I wish I could like more of the tangibles when it comes to to Jalen Hurts. And his but game. watch this, Harry. You would go like I just I mentioned like Aaron. Aaron is a jerk. He doesn't really like the Green Bay area. He's not really. Friendly. I don't even know if he likes football. Yeah, right. Because really? he's one of those cow guys, you right. know. Because yeah. if you hey, listen. Just so you know, Dan Cilio went to Miami, and I didn't go there for, like, uh, let me say this to you. I didn't go there to become an astronaut, okay? Right. I heard they have a great <laughs> marine biology program, though. I mean, yeah, you know, one of the best marine biology right, programs. Right. We have one of those down there. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, you're saying maybe the inside of the classroom really wasn't the objective. Oh, no, no, no. I got into the classroom, and I'm going like this. Can I take the tiered classes and make sure that I don't have to have attendance count? <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, uh, last night, 
I'm, I'm, hey, I'm like back to school. No, no, no. I got a massage. I can't make that seven o'clock class right. in the morning. <laughs> uh, don't bring up massages right now while we're talking oh, yeah, to Sean right. Watson. We're going either. after Deshaun. I got to leave that alone. Exactly. There, right? One bright spot, though, last night, because all I asked for uh, from last night's game was that they limit the penalties to four or less. Yeah. They did that. Four penalties, 47 yards. They, they weren't killed by penalties. And the other thing is I wanted to see an, their offensive identity begin to crystallize because by this time of the year, usually you know what you are offensively by week five and six. I saw none of that. So I, I didn't get what I wanted last night. Well, I'll throw this at you. Okay, so there are, hey, you're not going to have a lot of penalty, penalties when you have a lot of three and outs. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Six of their first seven possessions ended in three and out. Jesus Christ. Six of the first eight. seven. How about the first series of the Bucks? The Bucks go 10 oh. play 75. Yards. Yeah. I was I listening to that on the radio because I was driving home from doing my show. And I'm, you know, Merrill Reese and and Mike Quick. And you should have heard how dejected Merrill Reese was describing each play. And then Quick would say, you know, like the, the cornerbacks are 10 yards off the receivers, Merrill. <laughs> you know, it was it was unbelievable. This is way too easy. He kept on saying that. (laughs) And I I can just hear Mike Quick going like this. Boy, AP's wide open. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, it was incredible. You you made a great point before we go on the air. Let me just throw this at you about watching Antonio Brown make his uh, comeback into the league. Fastest guy to 900 receptions. I mean, you're talking Jerry Rice. You're talking some of the greatest players in the history of the sport, T.O. and all them guys. And I'll say this to you. Every single day, he should be giving half of his paycheck to Tom Brady for what he did in building back his equity in the league. Yeah, He's on pace for 1,200 yards again. He's back on pace to potentially be a guy going to Canton, Ohio. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, nobody wanted him. Remember, he went out in the open market, Harry. Anybody could have had him for right. $2 million more. Nobody trusted him. That's the one thing he still has to build up is trust. And the only person that trusts him is now Bruce Arians, and of course it was Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Arians, I had him on my show twice already. Yeah, Arians he's great. Kid, he loves him. Yeah, I, Arians. I had him on once with Tony. Uh, we got we got him on because he had a book that he that he had written, and we were talking Crown Royal, dude. That guy is the greatest. Oh I would my love god, to sit he is down so and great. And by the way, get him. this, because I, I do a nighttime national radio show, and I go like this. I go, Bruce, do you think he'd come on my nighttime radio show? He goes, Dan, I'm in bed by nine. <laughs> he goes i'm in bed after two cocktails by nine right i right. goes you don't stay at the facility. sounds like me yeah he goes like this look he goes he goes i, I i'm not i i i'm in bed by 9 30 i have two cocktails before i go to bed and that's it i'm out right. and so he goes now that when he found out that i was doing this thing he goes like this yeah 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 i'm up it's good all right let's go ahead <laughs> but bruce is not one of those guys that are gonna burn the midnight oil man no. he believes get this don't guard your desk when you come into the building Get your job done. Do what you need to do, and we'll move forward. Look at his coaching staff. Every one of those coaches. By the way, Todd Bowles signed that four-year contract extension. Mm-hmm. He's going to take over for Bruce when Bruce. I think Bruce leaves when Brady leaves. Okay, and yeah, I that makes think sense. he retires. And I think Todd Bowles gets that job. I think Byron Leftwich is going to either be a college football coach or he's going to get an opportunity too. Because I think learning with Brady yeah. and how his offense looks. Look at all those. Think of this too, Harry. Look at all of the offensive players that he has to try to get the ball with, ball to. Goodwin, mm-hmm. Mike Evans, Gronk when he's on the field, Antonio yeah. Brown. I like Brady. O.J. Howard. Yeah. I like the guy from Harvard, Brate. Dude, all of those guys that yeah. they – Yeah, the kid – where did he – I saw him a year ago. All of a sudden now – you're, look at that tight end room that they have there. They're developing right. that. Man, when Grant comes back, I don't know how you defend it. And Leonard Fournette, here's a guy two years ago. That, so the Jags get rid of a guy that had 1,200 yards rushing and 78 catches, and they cut him. Mm-hmm. And I'm going like this, what? Right. <laughs> and the Bucks get him. Right. Hey, now, I'll tell you this, Harry. One of the reasons why I think the Patriots traded uh, Stephon Gilmore to Carolina is because you know Brady was on the horn going like this. Hey, Stefan, 
how'd you like to come down here and play in Tampa Bay? Uh-huh. And what did they do? They put him in the same division with Brady. <laughs> no, no, no question, man. That's true because the Buccaneers really need him. I mean, they lost Sherman last night early in that game. I, he was a, basically a hologram of what he once was anyway, but still it's just a body. Like they, they're really in, in a bad spot here for these next couple of weeks till some of these other guys can start coming back. No. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Devontae Smith last night broke his broke his ankles last night, walks off the field, and I got to say it one more time to you, man. Devontae must have been open 10 times. Mm-hmm. I'm just like either overthrows or underthrows, yeah. or they just couldn't get the ball to him. He was yeah. so open in space. Hurts missed a lot of throws. He did, man. Yeah. And get this, like you said, the weakness of that team is in their secondary right now. Right. What saves the Bucks is that front four with Jason Pierre, Paul, Vita and those Vea. guys, Barrett and them guys. Okay. Oh, then their Vea. linebacking core is great. But if you get past that, like tight ends, it's funny too, man. So Zach Gertz plays last night. And after he gets done playing and showers, they tell him he's traded. Well, you know, he might have known this beforehand because John Clark. Why would they have played him then? Well, I got to I gotta give my buddy John Clark at NBC Sports some credit because he was in the tunnel as the players were walking into the locker room. And he made a point on their postgame show that he Zach Ertz was very emotional. In fact, he said, it, huh. it seemed to me that Zach Ertz may have realized he's played his last game as a Philadelphia Eagle because he had to be stopped before he went into the locker room by the security guy to sort of like get his head together, like just relax. So they must have told him before the game that there's a possibility right. that he may be traded the, uh, tomorrow. And they, they still put him out there? Either that or they told him immediately once he got off the field. I don't I know. I think but they he, had to tell him once he got off the field because, yeah. look, going into a game against the Buccaneers on a Thursday night, you're going to go like this. Hey, let's have a good game. By the way, you're being dealt to the Cardinals. Right, right. <laughs> well, because they were already down Goddard because of the COVID. So it's like, you know, he, he had to play. So you, what if he would have gotten hurt in that game? That's, you know, the see, that's why off. they – you know what the Cardinals must have did? Steve Kime must have okayed the deal, whatever it was, and said, okay, we're in, because Howie must have floated him out, and he was told immediately after the game hmm. that, hey, get this, um, you're you're being dealt to Arizona. So he must have known as he was walking off the field. You're not right. going to tell a player going, because what, hey, if that's me and I'm being dealt to Arizona, a team that's 5-0, and oh, yeah. I don't know about you, Harry, but I'm going to go like this. I'm not crying. You know, I got a hamstring injury here. <laughs> and something's really hurting me here. And you know what, man? I mean, I, 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 man, what is that down there? Okay. Hold on here, man. Oh, I, wait a minute. I got a Howie Roseman. I got a weak ankle. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it, once I found out that I was going to Arizona, I don't know if I would have been crying. I'd have been jumping up and down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And get this, the weather. Well, so you're not going to be knee deep, you know, I'm not saying anything about the Philly weather, but I mean, put 30 minutes to put my clothes on and get the ice off my windshield versus being in the Phoenix sun. I know by you, Harry, I'm good with that. And now they, you know, they got a dome, so you don't get sunburned during the game. You know, so (laughs) it's an indoor, they they grow grass indoors in Arizona these days. It's amazing. I think you smoked that stuff though, Harry. (laughs) True. (laughs) Yeah. Don't they slide it out? doors that the, yes. the whole field moves the outside whole field right moves, yes yeah. and then you could smoke it later on okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right i gotta get uh, i gotta get your take on some other stuff here on uh, i just wanted to go through the afc if you said do you believe in the denver broncos and the las vegas raiders as playoff teams both teams started out what three and oh and both have kind of started to come back to earth. They play this week. We all know that the Vegas situation is in disarray. Um, how how do the Raiders respond this week, given all that's happened? How can you go from having John Gruden, that gigantic personality, in the room, play caller, and then you go to assistant coaches that you have to earn new respect for, and you put all this behind, hey, it's one thing to galvanize. Have you ever seen that work out? No. Have you ever seen an interim guy? Oh, do you, yeah. Bruce Arians is the okay. only guy I can think of. With the but Colts. guess what that was? That wasn't a fire. No, that was because Chuck Pagano had cancer. Right. He had cancer, yeah. Okay, so everybody in the room kind of had a different sense in that room. Mm-hmm. He ended up becoming coach of the year. He's the only guy in the interim status ever to win coach of the year. Right. So that was different. I've never seen anything go like this. Well, 
Yeah, after we had our uh, racist uh, coaches' emails uh, published here. Yeah, let's go out and fight for um, Mark Davis, I right. guess. I don't know. So I, well, I it happened with the Atlanta Hawks last year too in basketball, though McMillan or whatever came in. Yes. you know, as as you know, oh, that was mid-season. great. That was a great yeah step in. Yeah. That was great. It took them all yeah. the way to the playoffs. That was yep. really great. But I think that thing is a train wreck. I, wow. I look the Raiders get this. So under Al Davis, you hire Amy Trask, the first woman executive. You hire and have Jim Plunkett on your team. You have uh, Tom Flores, the first minority coach to win Super Bowls, and you have Art Shell. Art Shell and yep. under. And under Mark Davis, you have this scenario, and your football team has won only 50 games since 2011. Right. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I that that thing just doesn't make sense. I don't think they're a playoff team. As for okay. Denver, it really is going to be on Teddy Bridgewater's health. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know about you, Harry, but I I, I liked him. You got to remember something, too. He was an all-pro in Minnesota before he ended up having that catastrophic oh, injury. Oh, that awful injury, yeah. And he then he goes down, and he wins those five or six games with Sean Payton. And then, get this, he earns that big contract at Carolina. Him and Matt Rule didn't see eye to eye. But, again, look what happens with Sam Darnold when you don't have Christian McCaffrey in that backfield. He yeah. looked he looked like the Jets average. version of Sam Darnold. Yeah, that was yeah. the Jets version of yeah. Sam Darnold without McCaffrey in the backfield. He goes up to Denver. They were winning some ball games up there with him. I think they have a good enough defense. It's really going to be on the health of Teddy Bridgewater, whether or not that's a playoff team. But they've got a playoff roster. But you could see three playoff teams out of that division, couldn't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. The AFC West, I mean, here, but here's one thing. Kansas City, I'm like this now. I don't know, man. Chris Jones, he got his money, and all of a sudden they can't stop the run. They're turning the ball over, like left Dude, and right. And, and they're not scoring. Like two years ago, they were scoring 37 points a game. Now they're around 30. But get this, what the different number is, is they're giving up 30. Right. Okay, so, I mean, it's one thing to drop five points per game, but it's another thing to give up 30, you know? It's, so It's amazing because you look at their yards of production on offense, it's matched by what they give up on defense, too. Yeah, and you're like, so you're is that a 500 team then? So you wonder, okay, hey, but the team in that division, dude, I mean it, man. I'll tell you what, this Brandon Staley guy, man, he looks yeah. like he's the real guy. I think Justin Herbert is a modern day Dan Marino, and mm. he needles that football in there. I'll tell you, man, he is so. I, I met him at the Pac 12 Media Day about two years ago. I posted a picture with me, Harry. This guy could eat a bowl of soup off my head. I mean, he's like six seven. I mean, I need a Tokyo phone book to look him in the eye. I mean, this guy is so gigantic, man. Right, right. I couldn't believe him walking at me like that. I mean, that's one of and, the best games this weekend. Them against the Baltimore Ravens. Oh my, yeah, Dude, that in Cleveland Jackson. against Arizona. I think Cleveland wins that game. I think Arizona gets a loss this week. Are you a Baker Mayfield guy? No, not really. But I like, I like how they, I like that they run the football. And they got See, two really good backs. Yeah, and their you defense like that old school legit. stuff like I do. Yeah, their defense you know is why? tough. You like fist fight teams. Yes, yes. I like yeah, nasty and, offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah it's exactly it sets the I'm tone, right? Exactly I mean, you're setting right. the tone. Instead yep. of what, watch this. Nick Sirianni going this. The, the, the lame-ass version of the Philly special. Right. RPOs. And you, know what, you know what that all says it's to all me? It's all finesse. Well, yeah. Okay. You want to call it finesse? I'll take the other word soft. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I'm trying to be nice. I don't know why. Two and four. Dude, you're in Philly. Why would you be nice? That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, it's kind of the way you stand out in this town. It's being nice. <laughs> Angelo told me never be nice. Right, right. Dad, dad, dad. That guy sucks. What do you mean? Why are you going on silly? He's horrible. All right. Quickly in the NFC, uh, a couple of teams I want to see if you believe in. Uh, The Saints or Carolina or Seattle? Saints, Carolina or Seattle. Wow. You're naming me all the teams that are floating right on that Mendoza Mm, line, aren't you there? I mean, the Saints are trying to develop a quarterback now with Jameis Winston here. So, one week we're seeing him look like, dude, this is really good. Then the next week you're like, what an egg. Right. So I think is that team, I think they're a 500 team. Okay. Like a nine and eight nine team and eight. somewhere in there. Okay. Like nine and eight. That might get you in. Might get might. you in, especially in the NFC. Yeah. Might get you in. Carolina needs Christian McCaffrey back. I mean, yeah, it is do. evident that they need 
that guy back. And the way that the Eagles took that game from them, too, they couldn't figure out how to close it out at home. Pretty right. crazy. Yeah. I, so that kind of bugged me. they got the big me. block punt. Yeah, that could yeah, change the whole uh, temperature of the game, didn't it? Yep. And Seattle, here, here, I don't know. Seattle, do they – here, let's do this. Let's take – well, he is out. Now you get the greatness of Geno Smith in there. Oh, my so, God. I didn't even know he was still in the league until last Me, too. Last I saw that. Night. I was like, Geno still plays or did he come out of the stands? Like, what next? Tavares Jackson's going to no show doubt. up? No doubt. You're right. Holy Jeez. cow. People don't realize Tavares Jackson made more money than Russell Wilson for three years in did Seattle. Did he really? Did you know that? No, I did not. Oh, when he when he got drafted, Russell got drafted in the third round, right? Right, right. And so remember they Flynn made a trade. was there. I forget Flynn. where Tavares came from. Maybe it, maybe it was Baltimore or something. I forget where he got traded from. Minnesota. Minnesota, that's right. Minnesota. He got traded to Seattle, signed a big deal, and they were like this. Well, hey, man, this guy that we drafted in the third round. And then if you remember right, they ended up taking Matt Ryan. Yeah. Remember that guy, Matt Ryan from Green Bay? No, Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn, Matt Flynn the LSU kid. Yeah, yeah, Matt Flynn. They right. gave him that big contract. Yep. And all of a sudden, they went like this. This kid in the third round's better. He made a rookie salary. And Tavares, they kept. And they got rid of Matt Flynn. And he, for three years, made. That's how they built the Legion of Doom. Right, because they could afford to build he, it. I'm going to tell you what how he's doing here with Jalen. What he's hoping for. He's hoping he can get Jalen... On, he, he's, he's hoping that he can get Jalen to play great enough so that they don't have to pay a quarterback so that they can retool the defense right. and retool the entire football team without having to pay a giant number or right. give up assets. Because look at how the Patriots were built. Patriots were built on a six-round draft choice. The Seattle Seahawks were built on a third-round draft choice. Mm-hmm. All these teams, look, look, look at well, Baltimore and also, even. also the acquisition of Minshew, too. He's making no money. That, and you, all you, of that, yeah. that's what – hey, look at Baltimore. They drafted Lamar Jackson 32nd. Mm-hmm. That's not high up in the draft. He's a first-rounder, granted. but So right. he thought he'd catch magic in a bottle there, but yep. now he's realizing that's why this move with Ertz, you know what it tells me? To me, it's singling that he's doing this. Hey, Jeffrey, I think it's time to start thinking about, yeah. you know, dumping the team here a little right. bit here, getting as many draft assets as we can because the Cowboys right now, do you agree? This is yeah. not the same Cowboys team no, they're the, the last class 25 years. Division. There's no doubt about it. They're one of the top two or three teams in the conference. Right. Yeah. Cowboys, the, I, I hate to Everybody do this. around here thinks they're going to fold at some point during the season that's because that's Because it's been history. Do. Yeah, right. And I don't, I, know I don't about blame them for year. thinking that. But, yeah. man, I'll tell you what, Mike Nolan, he don't look good from a year ago, does he? Dan oh Quinn goes God. in there and changes that defense up. And one thing, too, about the Eagle coaching staff, I had a conversation uh, the other day with uh, with Gary Cap. By the way, Gary's going to join me later on today on the National Football Show. So beautiful. We'll, we'll, we'll hit we'll hit with him. But look at all these young coordinators, man. My wife was and was watching the game. She goes, "Who's that guy?" I go, "That's the head coach." Who's that guy? I go, "That's Jonathan Gannon." She goes, "These guys look like they're coaching high school football." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, they are. That's a high school offense." I was like, I go, they're pretty. She goes, so wait a minute. You don't have a guy like Wade. My wife's been in the game a long time. She's been a producer. And she goes, so you don't have somebody like Wade Phillips right. on your coaching staff or somebody Some like. Some old salty veteran yeah, coach. Yeah, like a Jim Swartz or somebody that's in that conversation right. where they know the league. And I'm like, no. They no, he love chose those to young retire. Guys. He chose to leave Philadelphia via retirement. I see why. <laughs> exactly right. Hey, Dan, this was great, man. We're already out of time. I can't believe it. Stay tuned for Dan later on this afternoon, 4 Correct. o'clock, right? Yep, yep. Right four, four to six, Media's we're going to have now. Gary Cobb from Fox 29 Philly on. Love G Cobb. Tell him hello. Oh, man. You know, he, get this. The reason we know each other, he's he's from the same city as I am, Stanford, Connecticut. Okay. And he went to Stanford High School. Then he went on to USC. USC. And I, I always went like this. I said, dude, if Gary Cobb can do it, I could do it. So, we, we, we were kind of sharing our national championship rings the other day. He's got two of them. I've got one of them. And so uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool, man, that we've yeah. known each other for 40 years. That's cool. I did some radio with uh, with G at the other place a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good, good man, dude. Man. He really is. Hey, man, have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy the football. And, you too, uh, brother. We'll talk to you soon.
as a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job, a personal injury from someone else's negligence, turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.